Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings Scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com. Welcome, all who are present and those joining us online. I want to just give you a second to center yourself as we practice a moment of solitude and pause. Because worship is vertical, not horizontal. It's not about my stories. It's not about my talk. It's about meeting God. And so I want to give you a moment to allow God to speak to you through the scriptures and allow the Holy Spirit to get through our stubbornness, our fear, our discouragement right now. Just in a moment, we're going to exhale. So right now, let's exhale. All the anxieties, toxicities, fear, angst, all things we can control at the feet in the house of God. And inhale the presence of God, his mercy, and his grace. All God's people pray. Amen. It wasn't your fault, Sarah. The mic was the problem. So today, I want to explore the correlation between disappointment and hope. Especially when we're disappointed in other people. So look at the person to your left and right. When you're discouraged spiritually because of your expectation of others. Because Paul's letter to the church of Corinth in in the second uh, epistle, the second letter to the church of Corinth, was exactly about being disappointed. And this is what Paul says in verse 1. Therefore, since through God's mercy, we have, what what does it say? We have this ministry. This is not the ministry of magic in Harry Potter. This is not talking about the glam and the allure of a fictional story. He's talking about the ministry of the gospel. The ministry of the church usually is in the common places. It's carrying and lugging heavy equipment up the stairs for the days in the sun. 
where people come late and you have to lug it yourself. When you have to clean up after other people's messes. And it's easily to know if you did the ministry in the church, why Paul says you can be disappointed. And this is what Paul says. But through mercy, through God's mercy, we have this ministry. And he says this phrase, we do not lose heart. In the Greek, that literally means to act poorly. How many people act poorly when you're disappointed? You sulk. The actual translation would be throwing a tantrum. You're carrying the equipment up the stairs and no one is there to help you. No one sees you because this is the ministry of the church. You need blankets and equipment and the mic for people here to hear the gospel. You're not, there's no one giving you credit. You're doing this. And so you're disappointed in the people around you. Why are people late? How come they didn't come earlier? How come I have to suffer by myself? Paul is talking about in the church of Corinth, a lot of people forgetting what the ministry is all about. In the age of narcissism, in the advent of Trump, the advent of Kanye West, the Cardassians, online influencers, no offense. What we tend to gravitate toward is the flamboyancy and the propensity toward what is flashy. And Paul says ministry isn't like that. And so what's happening in this passage is that Paul was very disappointed in the church of Corinth because they were telling Paul that his preaching sucked. This is literally why he's writing this letter. A lot of people were saying to Paul, and there's in references to in the epistles, how Paul was preaching and someone fell asleep and fell out the window. Because in Obama's book, a lot of times Obama as a constitutional professor in politics, he would try to explain the question for real. And not really do, you know, the empathy of winning persuasion. And so Paul was always trying to speak plainly about the gospel and people were bored. And so the people at Corinth said, Paul, you need to be a little more flashy. What about doing some miracles? What about doing some signs? What practice of taking some speech classes? And because people thought Paul was boring. Paul was powerful with a pen, but his preaching was not very admired. That's why he wrote 13 books of the Bible not 13 sermons. And so people were saying, you need to be a little more flashy. And so Paul says, we do not lose heart. Because all these people were disappointing him. So what happens when your church community disappoints you? How do you overcome disappointment in your community? When you your expectation of your church and people who represented God to you fail you, let you down. A lot of times that's when your heart feels cold. That's when you begin to lose interest in the community. How do you overcome that? That's what Paul is trying to teach the church of Corinth. And he says something very interesting. In verse 5, for what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ, our Lord. For Jesus' sake. In verse 7, 
he gives this curious analogy. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-suppressing power is from God and not us. Paul calls the person next to you in, in the analogy, Play-Doh. Clay was very commonplace in the ancient world, creating utensils in very inexpensive way. Paul is calling the church clay, carrying this treasure. So the first way, two things I want to give you, the first way you can overcome discouragement is this. If you want to boil it down simply, Paul is saying be grateful that this letdown exposes our lunacy of ever elevating Play-Doh on a pedestal. So look at the person next to you. If you ever thought this person was holy or a saint, <laughs> whether they were a leader or a friend and they let you down, the question you have to ask about this disappointment, is it rooted in reality or is it rooted in an idea? Because usually we're disappointed because an expectation was broken and it's the idealism and not reality. And Paul is saying, I don't lose heart. I'm not gonna throw a tantrum because clay is acting broken. This Play-Doh is misbehaving. It's clay. From dust to dust we came, and dust to dust we will return. I remember just understanding who the, you know, the thick of humanity is when you raise kids. One of the biggest problems we have when we go on road trips or go to the movie theater, they're the same problem. Our youngest has to use the bathroom four times each movie. Road trips, it's like you want to go to DC, it takes three and a half hours, it takes six, could take six hours. Gotta go to the bathroom. Eventually, there are sometimes there are no rest stops. So what do we have to do? We have to use the traditional method. Not stop the car, be behind the bush, and that's actually illegal. Sometimes we, we take today's clay, plastic, plastic bottles. And while the car is going 25 miles per hour, it is this person, my job, to hold the bottle <laughs> for the excreted waste. And my youngest has to relieve himself. He always laughs, like this is funny, like an adventure for him. And he's laughing and the oldest one is laughing. And I remember one time distinctively, he had to go really bad. And I held the bottle and he sprayed me. <laughs> I was wearing my new Yale sweater I just bought. Sprayed me everywhere. My face here a little bit. And something curious happened, though, in the midst of that. He stopped and said, Dad, I'm so sorry. And he stopped going. 
because he felt bad. <laughs> Humanity, we can be endearing. We have our moments. We have our good moments. But we're surely disgusting. We're enduring, but we're really, in, in the end, we're from clay, we're from dust, we're disgusting, we're broken, and we're frail. We are surely not divine, not even close. And so then, our disappointment is rooted in a fallacy. We put someone on a pedestal. Our confidence was put in the wrong place. And Paul says, I don't lose heart because I now see clearly that we're just clay holding the treasure. The material, the utility of jar and the clay, the material, we're not the treasure. If you've been disappointed by people in your life, it could be your parents, it could be your friends, it could be spiritual leaders, it could be politicians. What this allows, what the gospel ministry allows is for you first to forgive others. Because it wasn't just them that was off, it was your vision that was off. You and I believe in this lunacy of Elevating Plato to a pedestal. Second, clay is supposed to break. It's not expensive. It's disposable to some extent. For those of you who are critical, how many people are the, the, the worst critic of yourself? You need to begin to forgive yourself. Because you're just clay. That's a dis... And, and, you know, but at the same time, it shows you your limitation. You're not God. You're not divine. You're from dust. So will you forgive yourself of something you can't forgive that you've done, you said, and come to the treasure? Because you're not the treasure. You're what? You're the jars of clay. You're the utility that holds the treasure and the material, the clay. And if we see this view, if we lower our view of others as what they are, then we begin to forgive ourselves, be less critical of ourselves, embrace our limitation, not as heroes, and look to the gospel. We can look vertically, not horizontally. And then we can begin to forgive others. Because it was lunacy of elevating someone to a level where you don't want to do faith anymore or go to church anymore or do this thing anymore because of clay. So who have disappointed you? How have you disappointed yourself? I pray the Spirit of God would bring to mind this fallacy, this lunacy, and restore your vision, our vision, to see ourselves as what we are. Dust to dust we came, and dust to dust we shall return. Then grace can fall like the morning rain, as the Bible says. It won't fall by the wayside. And I pray the Spirit would do that. So that's the first thing. The first thing was be grateful, right? This letdown exposes our lunacy of ever elevating Play-Doh to a pedestal. So come on, man. 
Give everybody, tell someone, come on, man, give, give everybody a break. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Relax. God is working on you, all right? All right. Secondly, Paul is saying, yeah, it exposes our lunacy, but, sec but secondly, it also exposes our idolatry of ever elevating anything above Christ. Paul says, for this, in this jars of clay, we find the treasure. Christ is the treasure. We're the utility that holds the treasure. If we put our confidence in a person, and it's contingent upon if whether we're going to flourish in our faith or not, then it's idolatry. We've replaced the treasure for one that is clay. And this happens all the time. One person who represents God to us fall, and we're done. I, I'm not going to believe in God anymore. With the recent rise of moral failures in the church, of so many spiritual leaders, people have lost their faith. Not only is that lunacy of elevating clay, but that's also idolatry. We've lifted men, mere mortal and women, and elevated them above Christ. Virtually every archaeological excavation in the Middle East has unearthed innumerable pieces of pottery found in ancient antiquity. And if you want to know for the rich, the wealthy in the, in, the, in the first century, they would use glass, ivory, marble, if it had to be something flashy. Clay is not meant to shine. Clay is simply used for utensils and utility. It's an inexpensive way to hold the valuable things. That's who everyone is in the church. We're a utility to hold the treasure. If God wanted us to shine, he would have made us something different. We're not supposed to be stars. I remember in the recent rise of moral failures and people falling, leaders falling, people had a conversation with me and they, and they talked to me and my wife, you know, they're like, they put the equivalency of someone like Ravi Zacharias or, or Carl Lentz and many of these spiritual leaders that are on a high platform falling. So like, well, what if you fell, Dr. Sammy? Would I still believe? That's like, I don't know. And goes, if you have to ask that question, it's idolatry. Okay? It's completely idolatry. I'm the person that goes to the dry cleaning lady in my, in my house. And, and, and what they tell me is, can you please... Is there a shirt that you can bring that doesn't have any stains? There's a stain in every shirt I bring, she says. And it's like, I don't know if it's worth it for you. You should just buy a new one. I'm like, well, I'm too cheap for that. One time, uh, one of the services, I was having a hard time putting on socks in service because, you know, something happened. And one person came to me and said, do you, do you need help with that? <laughs> and 
And there, there are many stories about our, our spiritual leaders being so human that it's the fact that we commit idolatry of elevating to a place where they become so representative of God to us in faith that they replace Christ is idolatry. That your confidence and your conviction need to be examined again because it's in the wrong place. And Paul talks about that, that we do not lose heart. I'm not going to give up because people act like clay or are broken sometimes, throw tantrums sometimes, Paul says. Because the mission, my job, is to carry the treasure. The treasure is still the treasure. It's the greatest treasure in the world. And that's what we need to encounter in the church, Christ. The glory of Christ. The love of Christ. The power of Christ. Amen? So, is there friends or leaders or people that you have elevated implicitly above Christ? Because that's what God is exposing through disappointment and letdown. Our idealism versus reality. Now we need to what? Put first things first again. Amen? Let's stand and pray together. going to invite you to lift your hands to the Lord. I want you to surrender these letdowns, these disappointments in your life, even of yourself, of others, and then put first things first right now. Paul says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-suppressing power is from God and not from us. Any power you see from anyone, any power you see from me, is from the treasure that's in us. We can't mistake it for the treasure. So what does this do? Let's take people off the pedestals. Let's take spiritual leaders off the pedestal. And let's put Christ. Let's put only Christ on the pedestal. He's the only one that deserves worship. He's the only one that's both the fully human and fully divine. He's the hero of our story. He's the reason why it's worth it to juggle the heavy equipment because to tell people about the treasure is worth everything it's worth suffering it's worth disappointment it's worth the pain the mission does not change because people fail that's expected because Christ will never fail.
give the Lord right now all your disappointments. Let it be a moment, an opportunity to expose both the lunacy and idolatry of putting anything above Christ. This is what Don Miller says in a million miles in a thousand years, trying to make sense of the experiences of our lives that's broken, frail, and vulnerable. How people have hurt us and how we've hurt others. And how we can have hope in the midst of that failure. Sometimes, Donald Miller says, I'm tempted to believe that life doesn't mean anything at all. I read philosophers who say meaning, meaningful experiences are purely subjective. And I understand why they believe that because you can't prove life and love and death or anything more than random happenings. But when you start to, when you start thinking about some of the scenes you've lived, and if you had a couple of drinks, they have a sentimental quality that gets you believing we are all poems coming out of the mud. I really like that phrase in the end. We're all poems coming out of the mud. We're not the treasure. Definitely not. But God is the potter. And I know that you've been disappointed by people. You've been disappointed in yourself. But tell someone next to you, don't trip. God's working on you. Your poems coming out of the mud. The all-surpassing glory of Christ can make you into something, yes, beautiful, that could hold the treasure of Christ. And that's our hope in the gospel. So let's make this our prayer and close in prayer. Thank you.
So for the seeker, I know that the greatest stumbling block for anyone who wants to find meaning in Christ meets the church. I want to apologize for all of us for falling short. Jesus said, before me, everyone was a robber and a thief. Jesus said, I'm the king. We're just jars of clay. Sometimes we come through, sometimes we fail. But don't misunderstand and confuse the treasure with the clay. But maybe if we're honest with our brokenness, you can see that God is working in us as a potter. As Miller says, Don Miller says, we're poems coming out of the mud. And God can do that in your life. And so in a sense, we're equal in our journey of faith. Our weakness, our brokenness, we come to the Father. And for those of you who are believers, if your stumbling block is other people that disappointed you, it's time to examine the lunacy and the idolatry of allowing others to take you away from Christ when they're just clay, really reduced to Play-Doh. And put first things first, put Christ let the all suppressing glory and power of Christ change you again mold you again and fill you again all God's people say amen we bow our heads for the benediction may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. All God's people say, amen. Enjoy. God bless you. Amen. Hi, everyone. My name is Minyoung. I'm a member here at 1A Church, and we're so glad that you were able to attend today's service with us. Um, there are a few community news that I'd like to share with you all. The first announcement is about our tithes and offering. We want to remind all of our members here at 1A Church to keep God in the center of your life, which includes your finances. You guys can do so through the online payment method shown on the screen. You can give through Venmo at Church 180, Zelle and Chase QuickPay at offering at 180church.tv, or if PayPal is your preferred method of giving, you can head over to our website at 180church.tv where there is a link to donate through PayPal. Our next announcement is about our prayer text hotline at 180 Church, which is available on text at 5397prayer and also via email at prayer at 180church.tv. This is a resource for everybody and especially during this difficult time where we need some prayer and support, there is a prayer team that's ready to help you and to pray for all the requests that you may have. Um, if your prayers have been answered, you can also share them on the text hotline and we can celebrate the good news together. Next up is about small groups at 180 Church. These are smaller pockets of our community that meet on a weekly basis where we can dive a little bit deeper into the word and share how the message from that Sunday uh, spoke to us. 
We have a few different groups that are all meeting virtually now. And if you're not currently connected with a group, you can reach out to Pastor Billy at the email shown on the screen and he can get you plugged in into a group for you. On the topic of community, we also have a number of different social media handles and channels where you can follow us, like us, and love us during the week. We have a Tumblr page at 180BRG where we post a chapter of the Bible a day so you can read through the Bible with us. We also have a Facebook page at 180 Church. Dr. Sammy, our head pastor here at 180 Church, has a Twitter handle at Dr. Sammy Kim. We also have a YouTube channel at 180 Church NYC, where I'm sure most of you guys are watching us right now. And we also have two different Instagram pages at 180 Church and also at 180 BRG, where there are really encouraging posts and verses that get shared there. So I hope you guys will follow us there and be encouraged. We also have the 180 Church podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends, where you can tune into a conversation and a dialogue that goes into goes into the word a little bit deeper with Pastor Lydia and Joe Lu, who's a member of our community here. It's always a great time just listening to them um, converse about how the message has spoke to them and has impacted them, and you can see how it can do the same for you. We also have a virtual 180 Cafe on the Discord app where you guys can come hang out at any time in different groups on different channels. And it's an easy way to stay connected with the community and also check in with one another. As you might have seen on our social media channels, we launched a care package delivery service called 180 Cares. And this is a great way to um, show appreciation and love to the people in our lives that, mean, that may need some encouragement. If you'd like to send one of these boxes or just want to learn more, you can go check out our website at 180church.tv slash 180cares. And lastly, if you've been blessed by our Sunday worship led by Pastor Lydia, you can visit the 180 Church Studios on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Here you'll find a playlist of all the worship songs we feature every Sunday, and it's perfect for when you want to immerse yourself in worship during the week. That's all of our community news. Once again, we want to thank everyone for joining us this Sunday, and we hope to see you again soon. Bye.